Welcome to the Mike Bell Real Estate Show. Mike is one of the nation's top realtors and is highly regarded as an authority in residential real estate sales. Mike Bell has nothing to sell but great wisdom. You're going to love this show. Now, here's Mike Bell. Welcome back to the Mike Bell Real Estate Show. I'm Mike Bell. Uh, we're here in our newish Pasadena studios, and I am Mike Bell. Uh, we've been really busy. 20 listings right now, about 10 going to go on, on onto the MLS pretty soon. So I'm not a full-time talk show host, I'm a full-time real estate agent. I sell a lot of houses, and as you probably know, I'm a California licensed broker, and I hang my shingle with Keller Williams. So I sell a lot of homes for a living. It's my full-time job. We're here with you for the next hour. We're going to be talking about what I call the Chinese investor. Now, this is a call-in show, and you can reach us at one eight 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 go for it one eight 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 go for it That's 888-463-6748. I, um, I'm here with Kathy Howe. She is an international law attorney. She works with clients from Asia coming to the United States. She is, uh, she served as two terms as the vice chair for the international section for the Los Angeles County Bar Association and manages the law offices of Kathy Q. Howe and associates in Pasadena, California. She specializes in international law, real estate, and immigration. Kathy, hi. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. I know you're very, very, very busy. Um, real quick, Kathy, I want to give your uh, contact information out. Uh, your office number is 626-432-5458, and your email, and I'm going to repeat all of this later in the show so people can have it. It's kathyhow at me.com, K-A-T-H-Y-H-A-O at me. Dot com and your website is www.kathyhowlawoffices.com. And I would like to add one more contact, just in case we have Chinese listener, which is WeChat. And my code for that is L.A. Kathy How. L.A. Kathy How? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you've got your bachelor's degree in China. You got your law degree. You received your law degree here. You immigrated here how many About years ago? About 22 years ago. Gosh, you have such a resume. And you're also a law professor. Yes, I am. Well, you're the perfect person to discuss this topic. And this is something that, as a real estate agent, we're always looking at stats. We're talking to so many people. You know, And I'm in the San Gabriel Valley. I was the number one agent for all the Keller Williams a- agents in San Gabriel Valley last year. San Gabriel Valley, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it has the largest proportion of Asian Americans than any other section of in the United States. In the nation, that's correct. Yes. I think you're absolutely correct. And I think that number is going to grow and it's going to, we're going to have more and more Chinese immigrants here. And I, and also I think this area has grown into uh, eastbound and so in a larger area of Los Angeles, or including the county of Riverside, Orange County, Santa Barbara, 
San Bernardino, the Chinese population has been growing, has been doubled, and tripled, and, and um, it, the number has been growing. Well, I think that the projections are by 2020, uh, the uh, Asian Americans will be the majority. Possibly. Possibly. And I think so. And especially in this area, in the area we are in, it looks like we have at least half of the populations that are Chinese or Asian, Asian populations. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, we met, I think it's been about eight years ago. And we were talking about this a little bit about, I forgot who connected us, but you had a client that needed to buy (laughs) a farm. They wanted to buy a farm in uh, anywhere in LA County. And I thought, you know what? I've never had anybody ask me for a farm. I'm going to go online and find it. We still haven't found one. (laughs) That's correct. It's very difficult to find a farm in Los Angeles area. And I don't know how many farm out there in Los Angeles, and I've never done a research on that, but uh, you're right. We still haven't found that farm that my client wants. And I think also the timing when we met for that incident and a reason was that that was almost the starting point of a big flood of Chinese coming to the United States. Yep. And, um, and that's only the beginning of Chinese immigrants want to invest in a real real estate in United States, and preferably at that time, mostly in Los Angeles County or in the Los Angeles area or New York. Well, you're the point person for, I'm sure, hundreds of them. I mean, you were just showing me your, your um, what was that account called? WeChat. The WeChat account. Yes. Which is a little bit like Facebook, but... Uh, you, you you have direct connections with hundreds of these clients, and you're you're the you're the you're the person in America for them for immigration law and help and and also helping them uh, towards their path of citizenship and uh, we're going to dive into all of that. I I want to know more and more about that. It was an amazing lunch with you and uh, I think our listeners are going to just be totally amazed about what you have to say about about all of this. Thank you, thank you. Yes, and WeChat. I just if we have time and I can just briefly um, introduce that. The app, yeah. WeChat is not only used by Chinese. I just want to make that clear. But but I use that primarily for my Chinese clients and the clients in overseas because it's free, mm-hmm. and people can leave voice message for you. People can share photos with you. People can share videos and documents. So for my purposes, for my business purposes, and even social purposes, and it's perfect. And it has the privacy that Facebook doesn't have. And um, now you've, you actually, a lot of your clients, this is just their primary way of communicating with you. Obviously, you're completely fluent in, Chinese, in, in Mandarin. Correct, yes. In English, of course. Yes. And I'm fluent in both writing and speaking uh, Chinese. So um, my client, and because of, because of the time difference in China or in overseas in, at large, and most of the time when I'm active, on my social media and Chinese friends or clients are asleep. So a lot of times if they had to reach me, they would leave a message and then I can reach back either by leaving a voicemail or type whatever I want to say. Well, why are people contacting you? Why do people want to come to America? What, what, what's your typical kind of client? There's a, a million ways we can go and in, in, dive into this, but let's just dive into it. Sure. Um, my business 
um, my practice mostly. I'm, a, I, by the way, I'm also a licensed real estate broker in California also. Um, so a lot of my clients covers whole spectrum. Because of my business practice, I do business practice, I do international law practice, I do uh, almost every single area that Chinese immigrants may want. So my practice and my exposure in a community and my activity in the Chinese social media had brought some business and clients to my, uh, to my, uh, to my daily connections and, and practice. Um, my clients include immigration, uh, business transactions, business litigation, mm-hmm. real estate transactions, mm-hmm. real estate litigation, and uh, investments. And we have seen more and more investment investor clients coming to the United States seeking legal help. Um, so it's, it's really an, a wide spectrum of uh, client source. Well, why, why America? Why not um, Argentina? Why, why not just China? And there are um, social, historical, and cultural backgrounds, and uh, which we can dive into it. Um, just give you a little bit of background introduction in China. Uh, why we have we see what we see here in the mm-hmm. United States and during the weekends, and if you go to the fa- factory outlet, you go to the mall, you see more and more Chinese immigrants are wandering around buying bags and bags and bags of merchandises. Mm-hmm. And where are they coming from? And I don't remember we've seen so many Chinese immigrants or buying so much stuff five years ago or eight years ago. Totally agree. So it's you see tens of thousands of you know bags floating around mm-hmm. in a in a, a by the holding by Chinese. And so um, a few reasons. Number one, there's a Chinese. Uh, one-child policy in China that has been long-standing since 1970s. Each family could only have one child. Mm-hmm. So basically, you have six adults. You have parents and two sets of grandparents pampering one child. And they want the best for the child. They want the best education. They want everything the best, the big brands that they can afford for one. their children. Yeah, they only got one. one. They only have one. So yeah. they can spend everything for them. And that's one reason. The parents' desire and parents, and it's just the characteristic of being a parent to spoil one child. And secondly, the educational system in China is very limited. China has 1.3 billion population. Mm-hmm. And there are only so many schools and good schools for them to send their kids to. Just give you a comparison. When I was in China 22 years ago, I went to this school. We only had 1,000 students. This is just about 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. We had 1,000 students in that university. And I go back every year. I sometimes give uh, lectures in that same school that I went to. And that school has now 35,000 students. 35,000. 35,000 students. And that's very popular in China. Each university, including high schools, you will see students' numbers reaching tens of thousands of students. Um, by breakdowns, students are not expecting to have the best education in a so limited space, so limited resources. Sure. So parents want their children to be educated better to have a less stressful environment. Comparatively speaking, the educational system 
in United States, even though we don't have the best one, but we have the best education still in the world,、mm-hmm. and people still want to send their children to to be here, so that they have a a better future. So we see younger and younger students coming to United States. Thirdly, is the market changes in China. Over 15 years ago,、uh, I came here 22 years ago. I just want to give you a personal comparison.、Mm-hmm. When 22 years ago, I worked in Beijing. My salary was $25 a month, equivalent、wow. U.S. $25 a month.、Mm-hmm. But right now, regular Chinese are making about $1,500 a month U.S. dollars. So you see the differences in. Earning powers,、mm-hmm. and and that's a big change. And the earning powers reflects and is reflected by the market changes.、Mm-hmm. Merchandises are getting more and more expensive, especially the best brands, the world-renowned brands in China, are selling at least thirty percent more in China than in United States.、Mm-hmm. A lot of people were asking me. Everything is made in China, including those name brands. Why people still come to United States to buy that? That's interesting. Yeah, why? It's a very interesting, and I will tell you why. <laughs> Because even though they are made in China, but they are not allowed to sell in China. They are not. They have to go through the brand channel to sell. So that way, they actually China has luxurious taxes, taxations.、Mm-hmm. If you buy anything above certain price tag, you have to pay double taxes. Interesting. So that's why it's it's more expensive in China,、um, and it's a lot cheaper if they can buy from here. That's why you see bags on bags helping by Chinese, and they are trying to buy a lot of things here because everything's cheap now. Interesting. When I first came, and、uh, I used to go to the market, and I would compare and co- convert the money. But now, I tell you the difference. Wow, wow. Well, we're going to go into our first break,、uh, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with Kathy Howe, and we're going to be talking about the Chinese investor, and we're going to just、uh, be jumping right into that. And、um, talk to you soon. Back to the Mike Bell Real Estate Show on TalkZone.com. Here's Mike Bell. Welcome back to the show. My name is Mike Bell. We're here with Kathy Howe. We're talking about the Chinese investor, and I, I imagine you, some of the phone calls that you must get, or emails, or texts, is I imagine they're just looking to you as a consultant. What's the first step? What do we need to do when we come to America? What are the opportunities? How well, can you help us?、Uh, absolutely, as a consultant, and not only consultant for Chinese immigrants, but I'm also a consultant for United States、uh, general business、um, agencies and、mm-hmm. lawyers and other、uh, real estate brokers because people wants to know what do those immigrants want?、Sure. What do they like for real estate agent? If they want to sell a property to a Chinese, they want to know what they can do to attract Chinese buyers.、Yep. Whether or not there's a violation of feng shui,、yep. Chinese is a big believer and very superstitious、yep. of feng shui. It's important. So, what do people like now? 
what do people, what do Chinese people, what are they looking for? So um, for Chinese immigrant, a lot of them were asking me more and more since six years ago. I I have been promoting and writing articles about immigration law involving investors for six years in mm-hmm. the Chinese community. It's the employment-based immigration law, the fifth category is called EB5 mm-hmm. in short form. A lot of people have heard about that. Most Chinese have heard about it. But six years ago, when I first started promoting this program and writing this program, no one knew about it. But now yeah. everyone in China knows about it. So what this law allows is that it will allow foreign nationals to invest 500000 or $1 million dollars into a designated business, mm-hmm. approved business, and which can create 10 jobs that will give them the qualification of becoming a green card holder. Mm-hmm. Although this program also has some limitations and conditions. One of the uh, limitations is that other than creating 10 jobs by the money they invested, and they have to wait for two years for immigration to approve the permanent green card. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a one-stop kind of process, although you have to wait for two years to get the permanent green card. It's very attractive to Chinese. Number one, like I said earlier, China's market has changed. Not only the price of merchandise had increased many, many times, the housing market has changed. The employment environment has yep. changed. The policy has changed. Mm -hmm. And because of the changing, more Chinese wants to come here and they can afford to come here now. When I was in China, no one had their own house. Basically, it was a communist. It was still communist that Mm -hmm. the very early part of capitalist system Chinese communism, which is very typical and, and special and different at that time. The only people who have private properties are the properties left by their ancestors and being returned by the communists. But for people like us, Mm -hmm. we didn't have private property and we were living in very simplified buildings, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. China had since built millions and millions of of apartments, high rises, 20 since 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the prices and people can afford it. In a a few ways. Number one, almost every employed individual, they are supplemented by by their either their employer or by the government. Mm -hmm. Let's say example, if the house market way back when you're talking about this is about in the past about twenty years or fifteen years Mm -hmm. to be exact. Give you an example, they have a new brand new building. Mm -hmm. Generally, they're not being sold to the public. It's not like a free market we have yeah. here. Generally, they were built by their employer. For example, if you work for Los Angeles City, Los Angeles City will build this dorm kind of apartment for their employees, and only their employees can buy it. Mm-hmm. In that sense, the employer will supplement. Mm-hmm. Let's say if the probably the market price, if you can sell to the general public, is two hundred thousand dollars, and the government will give you hundred thousand dollars. As a supplement, you can purchase it. So literally, a lot of people, the initial investment in a real property are very low. 
And now the market price, market has changed. They can freely sell those market, those houses now. So they can sell based on current market value. Yeah. And that has seen, number one, they don't, they were supplemented at the first payment and now they can sell a lot higher in a market. So that's why everyone, if they had a few properties, if they sell it, they pretty much can have a property and a cash in a worth of the cash of 500 or even more. Do they have to pay back that subsidy? Is there a... No. A lot of... No. It's almost given as a free. Wow. So a lot of of people in China had got the property in that way. And and also the market has changed and... uh, Ten years ago, the market is not like today. Like I said, China has a lot of populations and the space is limited. Yeah. And so the market value is always going to go up in a property sense. So everyone, if they had a property over 10 years ago, the market has gone up at least 10, 20 times. Wow. And of course, they can get some cash out of it. On the other hand, a market price has gone up and everything's more expensive now in China like I said, if you want to buy big brands and then you have to pay double taxes and then, you know, you actually pay more in China than you buy from here. So market has changed. Real property market it has changed. And before my time, there's no equity. There's no collateral sense. There's no such concept. You cannot get loans in a bank. You, if you buy anything, you have to pay cash. Before I came to the United States, I've never seen checkbooks. Wow. I've never seen checkbooks because everything is cash. Mm-hmm. You buy everything in cash. Now, bank leverage, you, the concept had been introduced to China for about 20 years. People can leverage, people can borrow money. So those have changed. So a lot of policy has changed. And another reason, a lot of people made money over 10, the past 10 years. And everybody knows the corruption in China is getting worse and worse especially prior to last year, before the new government came. So a lot of people got the money, tremendous amount of money. And I have seen, I have seen gazillions of money people got in the last short 10 years. Where did they come? Where did the money come from? They come from business, from different connections. They come from back doors. You know, a lot of sources of money, um, cause people's concern whether or not their money is safe in China. So they want to transport them to the United States, and they want to invest in a, in a real property market. And one other biggest reason is that in China, you don't have, for individual, there's no fee simple. There's no such concept of fee simple. Mm-hmm. Basically, you could only have possession right. You don't have ownership, complete ownership right. Mm-hmm. After 70 years, government is taking the property back. So generally, this generation, they could enjoy the market changes by buying and selling the possession right. Wow. By making money. Yeah. There's no fee simple. You don't own it forever, indefinitely. And that's another difference. When they come here, they are not only looking at the commercial apartments and buildings without lands. Here they see single family homes. They see the yards. They see the green grass. They see the beautiful flowers and they see the freedom. So more and more people are coming here to purchase property. Well, especially in the San Gabriel Valley, because we've had a number of listings where I find out as I'm representing the seller and we find out that, uh, 
there was somebody from China that flew in for three days, and their goal was to buy four houses or four properties. Yes. And they just write all cash offers, fantastic Correct. cash offers, and they're blowing out some of the normal buyers that want to just, you know, that maybe have a loan or whatever. But it's, you know, sure the, the sellers are happy to sell to a cash buyer. Right. Um, and oftentimes they're not even here for the inspection. They just email the inspection report, and they're happy just to get the property. They're not sitting there trying to finagle, um, you know, credits or repairs or any of that stuff. And it's very, very appealing when you're a seller and you have that kind of money coming in, and they can close in five days. Absolutely, and then you see more and more cash buyers, there's and you see a lot that. of a lot of cash buyers. But most people don't know there's actually this is not. Open cash market yet? Reason being that China has currency limitation.、Mm-hmm. Each person could transfer only fifty thousand U.S. dollar a year. Every, you know, you、hmm. look at those people who offer cash. So how are they how, doing it? How are they doing it? What they do it? A lot of those you're dealing with are those who have business overseas,、mm-hmm. other than China. Those who have bank accounts in overseas in Europe or Hong Kong,、mm-hmm. we haven't seen those general public in from China that carries cash to United States yet. Do you think they'll change that? The fifty thousand? Probably not anytime soon.、Mm-hmm. However, people could transfer. You know, for example, if you're Chinese, if you want to buy a house in United States, which costs about five hundred thousand dollars, and you only you could only bring fifty. What are you going to do? You're going to syndicate. You have, yeah, you syndicate. You have nine other friends,、sure. and nine other families,、mm-hmm. to bring that into one account. It's doable,、mm-hmm. but it's that's hurdles people have to jump.、Mm-hmm. So when you see those cash offers and they're not representative, representative of 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 the every single Chinese buyers yet. Yeah. So can you imagine if anyone can freely bring money to United States? And from China, and what kind of cash offer you will see? You will see way more. Well, last year in 2012, it was almost 30 percent of all transactions that were completed in, in the United States were cash. Yes. And of the cash transactions, the I think it's pretty much the majority were going to be were, were from mainland China. Correct. These investors. Yes. And I I remember we shared about the article、um, from Wall Street Journal, which had said that.、Uh, Foreign-born nationals represent 82%、mm-hmm. of the buyers in 2000, from 2010 to 2012. Yeah, in a few years, yeah, right. So in a few years, you see most foreign. You know, also because of the, our market,、mm-hmm. our lending market, and for the last few years, and not everyone can get loans, and it's just very hard to get loans. So you rely on the foreign nationals to buy those properties to move the market. So that's that's what happened, I think.、It's, well, we have a lot to thank. We have foreign investment money in America is really what propped. The housing market up, and it made it so it didn't completely collapse, and it's made it where we are right now. Which exactly. We're here in 2013, and the market is humming. I mean, we were talking about、uh, there's a city in, in, near here. It's called South Pasadena. South Pasadena traditionally has anywhere between 70 and 80 houses for sale. Right. These are houses that I can go show you, and、yes. that's houses, houses and condos. There's 12 right now. Wow. I mean, I have two of them, and we're so busy. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, And there's no not enough inventory, so there are、well, more people who wants to buy houses. 
But there's no way we would be in this position if it wasn't for foreign investment in the United States. There's absolutely no way. I totally agree. So we're going to go into our next break. You're here listening to the Mike Bell Real Estate Show. And we're here with Kathy Howe talking about the Chinese investors. And we'll be right back. Let's get back to the Mike Bell Real Estate Show on TalkZone.com. Here's Mike Bell. Welcome back to the Mike Bell Real Estate Show. We're still, we're still here with uh, Kathy Howe, international law attorney, and I want to promote you a little bit more. Uh, Kathy, the best way to reach you is your office number is 626-432-5458, and your email is kathyhowe at me. Dot com K-A-T-H-Y-H-A-O at me.com. And your website is www.kathyhowlawoffices.com. And what was the other? WeChat. <laughs> Ellie Kathy Howe. And I actually would like to encourage everyone to sign up, even for Americans, because it's so private. No one can really... You know, get into your side and unless you're friends. Yeah, so you were showing me there's text messages, there's voicemails, everything is in there. And then great. with the time change, you're able to, you know, get back to people and they understand the time j- changes. That's right. And, and you can share your moments like Facebook. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that intrigued me was you're talking about how, um, a lot of these Chinese families have one, one child. And we were talking about this at lunch where they'll, they'll send the, the child over at ninth grade. Right. At the age of 14. At the age of 14. Right. Because. Tell me uh, more about that. Yeah. Sure. Because parents believe that um, they want their children to have um, a complete Chinese education so they maintain the Chinese language and they maintain the ability to speak, to write. So at the age of 14, those children had received some complete Chinese language training in China, and mm-hmm. they want to bring the children to the ninth grade so that they can have a complete and a full high school education in the United States so that they can catch up the English and they can be prepared for SAT and, and then move on to college in the United States. Like I said earlier, the um, high education system in China has changed for the past 25 years and it's getting difficult more and dif- more and more difficult to go into the college in China to get a quality education in China. Um, China yeah. has an, a national entrance exam which is like our SAT but it's different mm-hmm. because it only administer once a year in July. Oh jeez. And it's 3 to 4 days exam. Oh. Children have to be prepared for the entire subjects they learned throughout their entire school years and to be tested in those three or four days and be selected by each school they applied. Wow. So there's, it's not like you can apply for hundreds of schools if you want to here in the United States. There you have only a few options. And I remember my time when I went to apply for the schools, for universities, my time, the competition rate was 2%. Wow. Basically, 100 students, there are only two children, two students that have the chance to go to 
college. Wow. And similarly here, now comparatively, they had more universities, but the quality has not increased that much yet. And more students want to get to the best schools they want. So Chinese want their children to have the best, wow. best education. So with that tough competition, children wants to 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 be in the best environment and be best prepared. So the that fourteen years old sense. is the time. We uh we have our first caller. We have Alex from Glendale and uh, Alex, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Thanks. Uh, my question is for uh, for you or for Kathy. Do you think the uh, the Asian influence will continue to grow and be more influential? Um, I believe so. I don't know if yeah. Mike would also have the same agreement. Um, only because I observe China and I have close connections with China, I go visit China. I think because of the social, political, and economic changes in China, which anytime soon will not change dramatically, um, if anything else, will only change toward the push for more migrating trend to the United States. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Alex. Uh, actually, I want to kind of tie into that. Uh, I have a five and a seven-year-old. My seven-year-old is in the Mandarin Immersion Program through the Pasadena Unified School District. It's a, an immersion program where, as a kindergartner, 90% of his instruction was in, is in Mandarin Chinese. It was just thrown right into the fire, you know, and they pick it up, and they're like sponges. And my five-year-old is going to be going into kindergarten pretty soon in the same program. So my seven-year-old now after two years of this, almost two years of this, he's already biliterate in Mandarin Chinese. Wow. For me, I mean, this is the way I look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this as this, this is going to continue going. Absolutely. It is going to continue. I don't know if you remember, um, uh, or if you have watched the White House comedian, uh, um, one of the reception, there's a Chinese comedian who had, um, had a joke. Yeah. Uh, in front of the president and a vice president. And he said he's going to have an American-born son who is going to be United States president. And the president will uh, – and he would continue to go to mm-hmm. Chinese school on weekends and go to American school on the weekdays. <laughs> you know why? Because he said, I'm going to sign a bill in English and negotiate the debt in Chinese. <laughs> oh. So I think it's really interesting because you see the influence because yeah. – China has most of our debts, yeah. and they are the biggest creditor. Yes, um, and then you see in flooding of Chinese coming here. Like yeah. I said, social environment changed, and China has been really strict on the corruption. A lot of those who had already got money in their bank, what are they going to do with mm-hmm. the money? Because they don't feel safe. They feel they might be in trouble mm-hmm. someday. Mm-hmm. What they do? They want their wife, their concubines, their girlfriends to come here with the cash. And with the money, and they want the kids yep. to be here. And what that brings the market to, they brings the purchasing power. Yeah. They bring Huge the power. purchasing power in merchandise. They, yep. pr- they bring the merchants, the, the power and a big push mm-hmm. of the real estate. Because if you have a ninth, ninth grade coming from United, uh, from China to United States to go to school, they are going to stay with the uh, homestay parents. Mm-hmm. Because the parents could not come because yeah. students are getting F visas, student visa, and the parents could only get visitor's visa. Yep. Visitor's visa could limit them, only stay here for six months, and it cannot work. 
what they're going to do, they're trying to, they're going to try to find a way through EB5, mm-hmm. I mentioned, so that they can get green card, they can come here and they invest in the housing market so that they would have a house for their ninth grader child who will eventually go into college. Well, we have a, there's a city in, in, in town, it's called San Marino, and it's really close here. Now, San Marino is the only zip code in LA County that never went down in prices when we had this slump in 2005, 2006. It never went down. Right. Just amazing. And the reason why it didn't go down, there's a number of reasons. For one, they have the, about the best schools in the state of California that they have number one in, it's the number one school district in the state of California, the number one elementary school in the state of California. I think number two, middle school, number two, high school. Um, but an, an awful lot of those kids, they are coming from China, and the parents are buying for cash. Uh, you know, The average price in San Marino is probably about a $1, $1.3 million. Most of, the, most of the buyers are Chinese. Right. Most of them are cash. Almost all of them are cash. And what they're doing is they're sending out a nanny or a family member, and they're you know, they kind of call them latchkey kids, but the parents are not there, but they're getting a great education. Right. And they look at, they all know about San Marino. They, everybody knows about San Marino. Everybody knows about Acadia. Yes. Um, everybody knows about Alhambra, Monterey Park. Yep. Temple City. Um, Temple yep. City. And, and they all, they do their study. They sure. do their due diligence before they came here. They yeah. always have find someone like me. They will chat. <laughs> With me, they want to know where's the best school district, where can I send my kids to school. Who's your best, who's the best realtor? Yeah, who's the best realtor? Uh, (laughs) Mike Bell. (laughs) You know, I, 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 now we're in the time, so I really want to say that I've known you for about eight years and you are the best realtor and I will send my Chinese clients to you to purchase property. Make sure they speak English though. It's, I don't, I'm not so good with men. Well, you better learn it if you want to have more Chinese clients. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping my kids will learn it and they can take over my business. Absolutely. You just have to wait for a few more years and, but, but you know, I think it's probably beneficial for you to learn some Chinese and at least maybe some tips of feng shui and some tips of, you know, (laughs) I do, I do have a little bit of that. And you know, one of the funny things is we were, my wife and I weren't sure if the Mandarin immersion program was right for us. I picked up the phone and I called my alma mater. I called Gonzaga university and I talked to the head admissions counselor and I asked her, you know, what are you looking for right now? in, in, in applicants and, and is, uh, somebody being biliterate, and there's, there's bilingual, but biliterate means you can also write. Right. How important is that? And her response was, well, all the admission directors, they're all, everybody's a little different. I mean, some of them really like that, you know, maybe somebody went, did a lot of volunteer work or Boy Scouts or, or whatever. Um, but that's on the top five right now for all admissions counselors at Gonzaga, at least. And I would assume it's the same with most other schools, but it's going to be getting closer to a top three in about 10 years. Yeah. And so that, for us, that was, that made all the sense in the world because I just figure if my boy can, I, I, I just figure he'll always, he'll be the first one hired. He'll be the last one fired. There'd be so much more opportunity if he's able to, to be biliterate in anything he does. And not on that will also not, only uh, that will give them so uh, so many options. Oh, not only yeah. here in the United States, yes. but other part of the world. Yes. And uh, you know, China, for example, China has a huge market, and everybody recognizes the market. Even though we see in flooding of Chinese coming yeah. here, but the market there cannot be denied. 
you know, it's just so big and so huge because of the population. Well, I was, you know, I was ranked the number one agent in Sangerbo Valley last year, and Sangerbo Valley is heavy Asian influenced, and I don't do a lot of business with the community just because I don't speak the language. It's right. Of, it's just my son's seven, so I have like maybe ten years, and then. And then the he baton. can, yeah, he yeah. can. Hopefully, he likes the business. pick it up. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he is. And whatever he wants to do, I don't, you know. As <laughs> long still, as he does something, it doesn't something. matter. It really doesn't matter what he's going to do You're with right. the language skills. He is going to take it, and that will really enable him to find more opportunities. So, I think the answer to Alex's question is: it's going to continue the influence. The influence Absolutely. is going to continue. It's probably going to get stronger. No question about that. Yes. Wow. I well. Agree. We're going to wrap this up, up the segment. We have another segment. The last segment's coming up, but we're here with Kathy Howe talking about the Chinese investor. And uh, this is a call-in show, so make sure you give us a call if you'd like. Uh, but we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mike Bell Real Estate Show on TalkZone.com. Here's Mike Bell. Welcome back. Mike Bell. We're here in the last segment. We're here with Kathy Howe. We're talking about the Chinese investor. And um, we could probably do three programs on all of this. There's so much great information. Um, tell us what we've missed. Tell us well, I, I don't think you have missed a lot. Um, I think just we need to be prepared for this market. I mm -hmm. mean, um, as businessman, as a businesswoman, um, as an educator. So our next thing, I think, is that how do we educate so many inflooded immigrants? Um, there are a lot of immigration laws yeah. and there are a lot of real estate uh, changes and laws. We probably need to come up with some uh, equivalent tools for them. Mm -hmm. People are buying properties, and I just want to share one thing with you, mm -hmm. and I've seen quite a few of those cases, is that when they buy cash using cash, what kind of potential problems those clients may have. Um, you know, you're in a market, a lot of your clients buying cash. I have clients coming, purchasing cash, and that also opens the doors to some fraud. Oh, sure. I have seen a few cases now that my client's property, millions of millions of dollars property, mm -hmm. being transferred by someone. People have fraudulently changed the deed, recorded the deed, mm -hmm. and they take the deed. They went to get loans. Mm -hmm. And so those and there are a few cases of that. There's a lot so of I safeguards think, they try to do, but it's still happening. It's, it's still happening. So I think our job is that we need to educate our clients as if you want to pay cash, it's fine. However, you may have those issues, how you're going to safeguard your property mm -hmm. to avoid future problems, even though the property can be claimed back. However, they have to, you know, pay the legal fees and sure. go through the legal process to declare the title of the property. So there are a lot of issues that I think comes up. And for example, for the children, mm -hmm. for the children who come here at a younger age, at a very young age, what they're looking at. Another example, you probably have heard recently there are some social um, outcries about some family hotels in a Chinese populated area mm -hmm. that housing pregnant Chinese who yes. came to the United States trying to have an American-born Chinese and sure. who can hold Chinese, uh, U.S. passport. There are a lot of things that affect our market, affect mm -hmm. 
your legal community, uh, my legal community, and your mm-hmm. real estate community. Um, so I think what we have not touched a lot is about that that aspect. What the social impact? What's the negative impact? Positive impact? And uh, to us. So number one, we know that we have yeah. we have this social trend. Number two is that in addition to enjoy the market changes mm-hmm. and what we're going to do to protect our community. And a lot of that has to do with it just I don't think it matters if you're in real estate or law, but you're going to you're going to do better in anything you you do with if you're associated with an expert. Absolutely. Somebody who actually because there's uh, there's there's really there's some pretty bad attorneys out there. Like and I there's, said, there's yeah. bad real estate agents and they're all they're looking for is the commission. They don't care and they're not digging for a little bit more information, and they're not protecting their clients. Yes. And During break, we were talking about this. Why Chinese people coming here? They have money in China. Why they, do they stay in China? Well, number yeah. one is it, the social environment forced them. Yeah. They want to come here for the quality. But, you know, you are a great agent. And, I, you know, I just like you said, there's some bad agent there. They yeah. don't know these issues, and yeah. they don't know the potential issues. So they could really possibly, how could someone possibly provide the best quality service for the people who wants, who's looking for the quality mm-hmm. of services and environment to give them the safeguard, the peace of mind. And I think that will rely on the agent like you and a consultant and the legal representative yeah. like me. And I think, you know, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And I think it, it we, I've talked about this in other shows. If, if you want, uh, you know, this is all not brain surgery, but it's pretty darn important. It and is. if it was brain surgery, would you use somebody who does one or two, you know, surgeries a year, or somebody who does this is what they do all day long? This is right. what you do all day long. You have a reputation, right. especially an online reputation. Yes, uh, I I wouldn't hesitate to work with somebody like you because I know you're gonna you're gonna treat me right and you're gonna look out for my interests. Right. I'm gonna do the same thing because it's just too easy right now to really kind of destroy somebody's very blossoming, good, successful career. It's too hard. It's really easy to destroy it. Right. You and I have fantastic records. And, and but we specialize, right? And I think the social uh, equipment and the instrument we have yeah. right now, we have this radio, we have other internet internet tools and social media. Yeah. I, I have been thinking that you know we are professionals, but how we can be responsible for the mm-hmm. society we're in and for the community we're in, I think this radio brings us that equipped us with that ability to provide that part of services that people don't recognize. Yeah. And I think that the other thing is, I'm sure you tell this to your clients, or you should always interview a few lawyers. You should always interview a few brain surgeons, gardeners, realtors, whatever. Right. Because they're not all the same, and they all say, a lot of them will say the same thing, I can do it, I can do it, and at the end of the day, they just leave you hanging. you got to be really careful. And I, I see enough transactions, I can speak of that. I see it all the time. It's absolutely horrible what happens in our industry sometimes and in yours, too. Yes. I work with a lot of attorneys. Totally. Very. Just, oh. Well, totally. Well, all we can do is we just keep fighting the good fight, doing the right thing. Yes. Keeping our nose clean. That's right. And protect our client's interest. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, that's our common interest. Well, so. Thank you so much for the show. We have um, next week, I'm going to have a... Um, Big-time developer. His name is Michael Deaton with Creative Housing Associates. Michael is um, 
He's kind of the uh, master of mixed-use developments in the nation and also especially in California, so we'll be talking to him. And uh, we'll also be talking the next week after that. We have booked, uh, her name is Kathy Blonde. She's a reverse mortgage veteran, so we'll be talking all about reverse mortgages. Um, week after that or the next week after that, I have to check with my my producer. I think we've got um, vice president of Chicago Title, the national title company. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun because we'll be talking about title issues. Um, one of the things I didn't even bring up is, Kathy, I, I know you know this, uh, I provide a free service to anybody anywhere in the nation where um, I'll help you find a realtor. So oh, wow. if, if you're in Omaha, Nebraska, and you'd love to hire Mike Bell, well, I can find a Mike Bell for you. It's, oh, that's great. It's free. And it's what's interesting, we were just talking about how all the realtors and all the attorneys, they all say the same thing, that they can they can do it. And you may go to their website, and it may look really appealing, but anybody can build a website. Anybody, you know, There's ways that I can dig and go around that and really find out if the agent, and you can do the same thing if the attorney really is who they say they are, if they really right. are an expert and they're successful and they have a great track record. And oh, that's at the great. End, and at the end of the day, if you're going to refer somebody, it reflects on you. Absolutely. And most of our, both of our business relies on the word of mouth. Yes. Reputation is very important for us. And uh, so referral by and reliable resources and sources is very important for us. So that's great to know. And I know Thank you do you. a lot of referrals, too, because you're... Yes. I mean, you're the vice chair of the international section for the LA County Bar Association. Yes. yes. You know the good ones. Yes. And so you're you're a great point person to talk to. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my by the way, I don't even think I mentioned. I have a toll free phone number. If anybody ever wants to call me outside of the show, is this it? Eight 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 four zero one one five five five. That's if anybody wants to reach me, Mike Bell. Eight eight eight. 401-1555. My email is mikebell at kw.com. Our website is themikebellteam.com. Uh, my office line, if you ever want to call, and you, but you want to get charged, you can call me on my main line, 626-796-4100. Again, if uh, anybody here listening, if you need a good real estate agent anywhere in the nation, give me a call. I'll find at least... Two very, very good ones that have at least, you know, they're, they're, in my opinion, you should always use somebody who's in the top 2%. Sure. Um, and I'll help you out with them. You just, you know, we were talking about um, our businesses when we were having lunch. Most of the clients that work with me, um, it's the second time they're working with a realtor. Mm. And the first te- experience they had was not so great. Mm. Or it could have been greater. Right. Um, and, uh, and then... I get to work with them. So, that's and I'm great. sure that's the same thing that happens with you. Right. Repeating, repeating clients. Or that yes. last attorney. Oh my God. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah we got transfer cases. And yes, absolutely. Wow. I think it really depends on person. You know, if you're diligent, you're responsible, you put your clients interest in front of you and you provide the quality services. And that's what the clients are looking for. Well, if anybody needs a consultation, call Kathy. You've got the phone number. We've already, we put it out there. Email her. Again, her phone number is 626-432-5458. That's for Kathy Howe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming, Kathy. I really appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. I know you're very, very busy. Thank you so much, Mike. And this is very fun. It's been a A lot of fun. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. 
The opinions expressed in the Mike Bell Real Estate Show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the opinions of anyone at TalkZone.com, Keller Williams Realty, any board of realtors, or anyone for that matter. Always hire a real estate attorney when making real estate decisions. Do not try any of this at home.